Welcome to the StatMed Podcast, where we teach you how to study in med school and how to pass board-style exams. Your host is Ryan Orwig, a learning specialist with over a decade of experience working with med students and physicians. In the second episode of our Uncommon Pathways mini-series, we're back with JT, a former Doctor Study Skills course participant and board's workshop participant who shares his journey to becoming an orthopedic surgeon. In this episode, Ryan and JT dig into study-based issues and key strategies to mitigate them. Yeah, you're, you're preaching one of our big, one of the points we advocate, right? Correct. The fear of missing out is overwhelming. Yeah, exactly. There's so much information out there now. Now, one of the bigger variables, the monkey wrench, is that there's so many options, so many resources that you see more and more students dividing their focus over multiple resources. So they're familiar with a bunch of resources, but mastering none of them. And through that conversation, we decide that, yeah, test taking was a problem. So you would watch that five reasons why, you know, smart doctors and med students fail boards. And that really spoke to you. And I was like, yeah, definitely the test taking is definitely a problem. We've got to fix that. But then we talked about on the front end where, you know, the, this, the, the information that's coming to you, how that needed to be addressed as well. So the front end is study methods. The back end is test taking. A lot of people, you know, we, that's why we have to have a conversation, sort of figure this stuff out to figure out where the intervention should be. And what I think with you was that, you know, you're one of these top down learners, meaning you need structure up front. You need to seek, find, build the structure, uh, extract the structure, build it so that you can re- it's represented in your in your mind. And then as you work through the material, you know, get to retrieval practice early and often and iteratively. And I think that my hypothesis is why was this not a problem for you earlier? Well, I think you just had the the bandwidth and the and the and, and the cognitive ability to, to get through it. I also think that. As rough as med school can be, the problems that are created from PowerPoint-based lectures, which you hated as a med student, uh, it was still structured enough that you could get through it. Uh, even in rotations, as much as you didn't like doing stuff like family family med or OB-GYN because it wasn't surgery, as much as you didn't like that and as, and as disorganized as those things are, there was still enough of structure, enough of a pocket. Now, for somebody else, it might collapse in that first semester of med school. For somebody else, it might collapse in that second rotation because it's just too clinical and not enough structure. But for you, it was okay. But once you got to this, this like just surgery and this, the sheer scope of it and the sheer work rate of it, and you understood stuff, but you didn't have that large conceptual framework, the super frameworks, the specific frameworks. And that's where the organization where you needed, where we needed to say, okay, we need to teach JT how to get in there through one or two primary resources, extract structure and build off of that structure. And we, you know, I think in that first conversation, we pretty much decided that was the problem. Therefore, we had to teach study methods first and then test taking methods. We have our this thing called the Doctor Study Skills course, where it's a one-on-one, like, hey, let's get in there, let's let's rebuild this guy's study methods. And again, I think your program was super generous with helping us structure your time so you could take that stuff on board. Although it is pretty fast, relatively speaking, you know, remote, you know, one-on-one online. And we got in there and, you know, sort of re-engineered those study methods first. And then I think you, what, use those methods for a few months or something like that? 
Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll backtrack just a little bit. I spoke with you in the fall of my fall of my chief year. And I, I said, look, I think I'm probably going to use y'all, but let me just kind of continue with this because I had what I thought was a pretty good study schedule leading up to the in-training exam in my fifth year. And so I, I said, let me see kind of how I do with this process. And then I'll let you know uh, after I get my score back. So anyway, finished, uh, you know, finished my my own schedule or whatever. And I, I just, I did terrible on, on the in-training exam uh, that year. And, you know, it, every year it, get, it gets harder to do well, just because everybody else is studying and has accumulated knowledge of the more knowledge and then more knowledge of the test, just better test taking. So I did, I, I just, I, I did bad. I, I did not do well. And I was really freaking out. And so I called y'all shortly thereafter. It's like, all right, we're, we're doing it. So um, I started the study skills course, I believe, in like January. So that that's kind of a little background to to how I got there. So going through the study stuff, the study skills course, part of that is also teaching you just to be an expert in your own learning, teaching you to be an expert in your own learning needs. And where does learning break down for you? Where, where what are the things you need? So what are what do you think were let's just say three? of the biggest like insights that you gained from the study skills course, like these, this is what I was doing wrong. And then this is how I fixed it. What are, what, what can you say about that stuff? I would say that overarching, like the kind of biggest thing it was that I was, I was very passive in how I would, in how I would study. So that meant just reading, rereading material that I had read a thousand times over and just thinking, okay, well, maybe it'll stick this time. Or if I just keep reading this, like it'll get imprinted into my, and into my, into my subconscious. Um, and that I, I, I realize it's, it's not good because it's not intentional. Yeah. And so what the study skills course taught me was that you have to intentionally engage the material. And the way you do that is by, by test and retesting. So you know, instead of just reading through a, a, a passage or an, an article or a, a review book, I had to framework this out. And on those key points, like instead of me just rereading that key point, like I would have a blank and it would be, you know, name these three things associated with this fracture pattern. And instead of just re, rereading them, I would have to say, OK, I actually have to recall what these three, three, three things are. The problem is once you read something and you reread it you are getting diminishing returns. That is, is what I call the illusion of mastery because you are looking at it and it's right there in front of your face. It's, I feel like it's like looking at gym equipment. It's like hanging out at the gym. You know, like I was at the gym for two hours. Why am I not, why am I not ripped? You know, I go to the gym every day. I said, what are you doing at the gym? You know? Um, and so this idea of look, and, and, and you know, you're, and, and in your mind, you're like, man, that was terrible. I hated it rereading this boring stuff over and over again that you're that that you recognize when it's in front of your face but you're not building the retrieval mechanism see we think about I don't think we think enough about building the pathway the retrieval pathway like if you're walking through the woods you know if you walk through the woods once it's not going to make a path it's the back forth back forth back forth that builds the 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 pathway when we study we need to be thinking about retrieval pathways we need to and, and every time we we hit that memory we're solidifying that memory and making it more accessible. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, when we think about yeah. this act of retrieval, I think the other, and, and you're sort of, you're saying both at the same time. I think on the front end, 
you're also talking about built finding, seeking and finding and extracting that framework. That's one of the big that's one of the the secrets to this, right? That's what your brain doesn't build as organically as many of your orthopedic surgery. That is so, so true. And so I'm assuming that was also a part of your studying going into your primary source or your article, seeking and finding and extracting the framework, correct? Oh yeah. Yeah. For, for sure. And so this kind of, uh, this two things you say kind of dovetail with the other, my big mistakes studying. So I'll, I'll start with this. Um, you know, talking about going to the gym, just looking at gym equipment, (laughs) Uh, I, I realized that, you know, my studying was, I, I would just go into a study session and just be like, okay, well, I'll, I guess I'll just, I'll read for an hour or whatever. And it, it's like, it, it was just reading for an hour. And it was this, there wasn't any goal of saying, okay, I'm going to get through this and I'm going to read, or I'm going to retest these three things. Like it wasn't intentional. It was just kind of this haphazard thing of like, all right, I've got some time on Saturday morning. I'm going to read for two hours. And then you get to the end of two hours and you're like, well, did I, did I read enough? Like did what did I, did I do anything? So you just kind of have this huge, uh, you're just stuck in this mire of self doubt of like, did I even do anything for the past, for the past two hours? You suffered, you su- you suffered, you suffered for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. And so there was an illusion of studying and it wasn't things that were active. So I, a lot of times was just kind of going in and looking at the gym equipment rather than actually, uh, you know, working out on it. Um, and then the other, the other thing too, in terms of the the structure and the framework, I, I realized that I didn't have a great primary source. So residency is just, is, and I imagine people across all residencies would attest uh, to this, but it's difficult to, to have a structured curriculum because you're, you're busy. You know, you may only have one didactic lecture a week or, or something like, or one didactic day a week, or it, it's hard to say, okay, this is what I'm going to, this is what I'm going to study today. And so there's a, there's a real need for everyone uh, to have one or two primary sources that they, that they use as like their Bible for, for residency. And, uh, I, I realized that I kind of jumped around a lot in, in in residency in terms of my primary sources. Uh, I would read review articles and things like that uh, from from journals. There's a fantastic website that uh, is available to orthopedic residents called Ortho Bullets, which has everything like a bulleted format, uh, but there's not a lot of depth to it. Um, they have questions that are associated with it, like every orthopedic resident knows what Ortho Bullets is, and they all work the Ortho Bullets questions. I mean, it's like 7,000 questions or something in their bank. So everybody knows about it. Um, and it's a great resource, but there's not a lot of depth, uh, not a lot of depth to it. Um, so what I ended up realizing was I just didn't have a great primary resource and I would just jump around between different, different things. And there was no, there was no, like you're saying structure for me to hang everything, all of my knowledge on. Um, Whereas in, in undergrad and in med school, like you had a text, you had a hard copy textbook or you had this PowerPoint, but in residency, you're just kind of left to your own, to your own devices. So one thing that I did uh, that I think just completely changed my understanding and, and particularly how I approached the way I accumulated knowledge for the test was I got one review book and i started in January uh, with Miller's. I said, you know what, I'm going to get all the way through this book. And this is going to be my structure 
for how I organize things in my in my head. Um, and that was huge for me. And so that was using our methods, using the methods we taught you. Yeah, you're, you're preaching one of our big, one of the points we advocate, right? Correct. The fear of missing out is overwhelming. Yeah, exactly. There's so much information out there now. Now, one of the bigger variables, the monkey wrench, is that there's so many options, so many resources that you see more and more students dividing their focus over multiple resources. So they're familiar with a bunch of resources, but mastering none of them. Yeah, it, it's a real, it, it is a real problem. Um, and, and this is something that I started to realize in, in medical school. Um, and if we're backtracking a little bit kind of to my step, my step studying, you know, I used, I used DIT to study for, for step one and that gave you a structure. But even then, like I, I still had this, like you're saying, this FOMO of like, oh, well, this person's using this, but, you know, maybe they're getting a better like study experience. Looking back, I realized I never really like fully sold myself to, to DIT because I always had this thing in the back of my mind. It's like, oh, this may not be good enough. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, that's just that's such a mistake now um, look, looking back on it. And I did the same thing with with step two. I just I wasn't. I wasn't super organized. I kind of I used online online med ed was just getting started when I was um, when I was studying for step two. So I used that a lot. But even then, I was kind of jumping around between various things. And, you know, you, you realize you spend more time jumping around trying to decide what you should study yeah. rather than actually studying the material. That's like um, when you're sitting down to study. Nobody wants. I mean. The, the cleaning your bathroom or organizing your closet is never more appealing than when you're in that second hour of studying, right? <laughs> like, you know, that really needs to happen. Oh, it doesn't. Likewise, I think this chasing various um, resources, yeah. let me yeah. research this. Let me look into this. Let me dip in from one resource to A to resource B to resource C. It feels like you're being productive. Yeah. But you're you're but it's not. It's not. Yeah, and so you can so say true. like I studied for three hours, but really how many of those hours were spent toggling between or researching <laughs> or looking? And like you said, yeah. this idea like maybe they're having what you said was so salient because you're like, what if they're getting a better experience over there? Mm-hmm. Just pick but you know, just pick one and and master it. And if yeah. you have to supplement here and there, that's fine. But I think that's a big part of what you did and you know what Dave and I talked about whenever you're doing the study skills course, it's like, look, pick one, pick one or two and just work through it mechanistically. Yep. Like, a, a, and just bang, 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 work through it. You framework, extract structure, read it once and get to retrieval practice, retrieval practice that, that what we call like the, the self-test, the retest, whatever you want to call it. Right. It's not, none of this has to do with practice questions. Right. None of it has to do with practice questions. I really want to silo Studying on the one side, test taking on the other. Mm-hmm. Obviously, test taking is super important. I mean, that's where you and I start. That's what we started started off talking about. But you have to organize, encode, and retrieve this stuff. So, you know, you've talked about the power of adding the framework and adding the retrieval practice, getting out of just passive rereading. What's another big mistake you might have identified that you then rectified by working through with our system? Yeah. So what, what she said about siloing things out, that was kind of an aha moment for me because it, I realized that y'all's program made me realize that test taking and studying are two different things. Absolutely. And so often what I would do, and, and again, this is one of those things I would ask people like that do well in the OIT. Like, how do you, like, how do you study? Like, what are you doing to, to 
you know, to hit these, to hit 95th percentile every year. Yeah. And they would just be like, oh, I just, I, I just, I just work questions. I just work questions. So I would just work questions. And so I, that, and I've real, I've realized that for me, that did not work because I had, I didn't have a good structure for understanding and organizing the material in my head. Yep. And so when I would go work questions, I would get just these random tidbits that would just be, you know, thrown into my brain and just kind of rattle around for forever. Yep. And I may or may not be able to, to get it back. And then I was also, what I come to find out, I was not taking quite, I was not reading questions, not working questions in a very effective way. So I was just doing this like halfway studying and halfway working questions. And I wasn't getting benefit of, of either one of those things because they're two separate things. And well, and I, I, and I do think there's a large percentage of the med student population that can just rip, rip, rip through questions and get profound benefit. Those are what are called bottom-up learners. They can take all these yeah. fragmented details. And I, I, I imagine they've got like these elves uh, living in the back of their brain is like the, the cartoony metaphor. And so you're throwing all these details into, into, the, into the room of your memory and they're in there organizing it, putting it where it belongs. Whereas you don't have any elves. I don't yep. have any elves. If I throw the stuff in there, it's just going to rattle yeah. around because I need structure <laughs> first. Yeah. And without that, it doesn't yeah, work. But, but I think it happens because so many people are so successful with it. So when somebody, if you if you go to your med student, you're, you're a med student, you go to your advisor. They're like, well, you're probably not doing enough practice questions. But it, this goes back to what you were saying. Like, we, let's think about this a little more sensitively. Yeah. Let's think about this a little more discreetly and not put everybody in the same box. Uh, then you got to figure yeah. once you get to the realm of orthopedic surgery, I bet you the majority of people who make it there are bottom-up learners. They can learn organically yeah. through experiential learning, through just doing volumes of questions. And the L, they've got the elves. Yeah. They've got the workforce that's that's doing this stuff. And just because you don't have those elves has nothing to do with your IQ, has nothing to do with your aptitude, has nothing to do with your ability to be an amazing surgeon. It's just a, a matter of we need to flip this around and and, and figure out a way to yeah. learn better. Yeah, and that's I'll have to have to brag on my brag on my wife a little bit. My wife is is a resident as well in a very very competitive field, and um, <laughs> she she is like the the definition of that like bottom up. Uh, bottom up learner because she can she can just sit there crank out questions and make a two sixty five on step one and two and you know, she just has all those like random facts in her head about like medicine and, and it just drives me crazy because I'm like how do you remember like how do you remember that and uh, it's funny but I mean we're just we're so completely different in that in that regard but I think to your point about you know, structured learning I to kind of put it another way like I love concepts I love big broad picture things that you can then that guide your understanding of more details and so for me if, if I don't feel like I have a good understanding of like these broader bigger picture stuff it's not even worth me going into the details because I don't have this broad understanding of these, of these concepts. So I, I'm 100% a very, uh, top down, very much a top down learner. And that's something that I, that y'all's program has helped me really realize about myself that has helped me in, in a number of ways. Yeah. And well, and giving the tools to then actualize that is, is the key. Like for yep. some people you can just maybe shine a light on that and they're like, okay, I'll go fix it. But for, I think for somebody like you being, then giving them the tools to do it, I think is a big deal. Yeah. And then what about this other point we have here about the being intentional with what or how long you study 
Yeah. So using the review book that I decided like, look, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I, this is going to be my resource for studying for the boards. As I worked to framework that book, it became so much easier to say, all right, in two weeks, I want to have this section completely framework and have tested and retested. And so it gave me a very discrete point to be like, okay, if I get through this, like I've gotten through this and this is something that I have, that I have learned, I've framework, I can, it may not be perfect, but it's something that I can build on. And so in a way it, it kind of gives you this peace of mind of like, oh, okay, I've gone through the foot and ankle section. Like I have a framework for that kind of stuff. I just, I'm, I need to reinforce that at some point, but I've got it. And so being intentional every time saying, setting the big goals saying, all right, I want to be through this section in two weeks. But then even on a day to day basis saying, okay, I need to, I need to framework this page and I need to go back and retest this stuff right here. That was, that was huge for me because it gave me a concrete thing to say, okay, I've studied today and this is what I've done. As opposed to what was it like before? I think you've mentioned this, but just to underscore. As opposed to, you know, all right, I'm going to study foot and ankle. I'll read this. Uh, I'll read this review article on uh, flat foot deformity and then work a few questions on it. And then, you know, you're, you're like 45 minutes into reading about flat foot deformity. And, you're, and then you're like, oh, shoot, like I don't they mentioned bunions. I don't really know much about bunions. I should go back and like read that. And then all of a sudden, you know, you look up and you're reading about, you know, calcaneus fractures. And you're like, how did I get here? Uh, and so at. Uh, yeah, it was just this shotgun approach of like, oh, well, you know, I, I looked at all these things like it'll it'll stick eventually. No, it just it just doesn't work. Well, and again, I think what you're talking about is maybe falls under the category of workflow generation. This ability to sit down, generate your own workflow, break large tasks into smaller tasks, cross items off when you know you've done it so that you can walk away at the end of the day and say, yeah, I know what I've accomplished. You also can do multiple things in a given sitting down to study instead of just one big, vague, nebulous cloud of like stuff that I have to do. And again, it, it all adds up day by day, week by week, month by month. So that's sort of where you work through some of your study skills things. Again, I think the big umbrella this falls under is getting more bang for your buck every time you sit down to study. It's really invaluable. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So then. for tuning into this episode of the StatMed podcast. In the next episode, Ryan and JT will dig into test-taking issues and strategies to fix them. If you like the show, be sure to rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. You can find more test-taking and studying strategies specifically designed for med students and physicians over at our blog, statmedlearning.com. Thanks for listening.